Hey everyone, welcome to this week's edition of the Growing Faith Podcast. I'm here with Pastor Jared sitting in his lovely living room um, on these fantastic chairs. And so last week's message was from Luke 11. We finished up Luke chapter 11. Um, at least I think we did, or were we about two verses? Yeah, short? we finished it. We did finish yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and so what we want to do first off is just kind of review the different points that Jared had, um, and then we'll just kind of go into a time of discussion where we'll we'll talk about it. Okay, yeah. So it was um, where I was arguing that Jesus was talking about hypocrisy, uh, addressing the Pharisees, and uh, had this excessive list of woes or curses to the to listeners, and this is right in his face. I mean, he's not doing it behind their backs. He's talking to them, to their faces, as well as to the lawyers. Um, and the Pharisees were the separate ones. That's kind of what their, what their name means. And so these are six statements that indicate possible hypocrisy in someone's life based on what Jesus had to say in these woes. So uh, first, when we care more about our image than our integrity. Number two... When you are diligent about the insignificant and indifferent to the significant. When we manipulate circumstances and conversations to stroke our ego. When we are more generous in judging ourselves than others. When we condemn our forefathers for our own sins. When we exclude others from the gospel. And so there's a couple of root words that we kept coming back to you within this that um, are some, they're both connected and disconnected, um, or where they're connected, but they're still separate things. And some of those are pride, um, hypocrisy and greed, um, wickedness, all these different words within there. How do we kind of differentiate between these all and how do these all connect? Yeah, sure. So the connection first, maybe is the easiest part is that they are expressions of self-centeredness. Um, we could have different words for self-centered, but basically you put yourself first. Uh, and um, so pride um, can be, you know, there's a healthy pride and then there's an, an unhealthy pride. Um, but pride is kind of like more central to that definition of self-centeredness, of um, to, to rejoice in who I am and what my agenda, my will, my desire is. And so there's a rejoicing in that. Um, as, and it might be a little bit different than saying proud of an accomplishment. Um, like you can be proud of your children. Um, and that isn't necessarily unhealthy. Um, but when it goes back to this base element of rejoicing in uh, who you are, um, as opposed to rejoicing in the God who made you, that, I think that's where it moves into the, a sinful, self-centered pride. Mm-hmm. Um, greed, I think, is a, um, of course, financial expression of that. Resource, you could just say resource expression of that, where self-centered, self-indulgent, I want to see all these things first to exalt myself, my lifestyle. Um, hypocrisy is uh, an interesting way. It's, it's kind of like uh, it, it's the natural route of self-centeredness. Uh, because you get the benefits of sacrifice or discipline or other-centeredness. You get the, the benefits of it without the cost. Mm. Uh, and so it, it takes us down uh, a natural road of where I can get the maximum re- receipt back to me from others. Because this is really other-centered. You can't do this unless you see others. So hypocrisy is it's like how I present myself. 
So get maximum results from that, but then I don't ever have to pay the price, um, the cost of real sacrifice to love someone or real sacrifice to worship the Lord in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so moving into how does that then begin to play out within the Christian are within our lives, within the way that we walk. Um, and so we've, it's really interesting listening through the sermon, how easy it is to kind of take these thoughts and steps and then twist them and then well not twist them, but start to apply them to our own lives, especially within, um, I know you're talking about like the one text about the Pharisees being, um, liking their name being lifted up and raised up and how a lot of times we can get to that part where we have these different identifying factors. Um, I think like pastor can be yeah. something that becomes this puffed up pride arrogance. You know, I have a few friends that occasionally will text me when they have a theological question and they're like, you're kind of my theological question person. And it's really easy to like kind of have this puffed up sort of sense of title within it. And that probably, that applies across the board. It's not just, you know, it could be within different degrees of business. Um, or jobs or whatever it could be that we begin to put this stature status of that um, and so how do we then so how do we recognize this what are steps we take and then how does this also yeah. work um, you know it goes back to that uh, what is this doing to myself mm-hmm. um, you know a title yeah, interesting like enough like pastor another name is minister and it's interesting because that literally means servant, mm-hmm. <laughs> to serve. And so it's, it's amazing how we can twist serving and, and that into a nobility, uh, a glory. And so one of the things that we have to watch out is how we get our glory. How do we get, uh, and, and really understanding that the glory comes from our relationship to God. Uh, and, and so it helps us to know what's healthy. Healthy is where we are in our relationship with the Lord to know that my satisfaction, my sense of being, my sense of purpose ultimately flows from I belong to the Lord and He belongs to me. Um, and, and so know that. That's that's the core. Uh, and so when you move away from the core, it, it helps you to understand, because uh, there's a multitude of ways of doing this, whether it's recognition of titles, whether it's how you're referred, whether it's what you do with your finances, uh, all these things, whether it's the, using the insignificant things in our life to make us feel more stat, more worthy. And, and so if we come away thinking, I am better because they see me as a theologian. I am better because I have this title. I'm better because I've got their respect. Um, those are all illusions. Mm-hmm. And, and to realize the only thing that lasts um, is your relationship with God. And, and the other thing is being honest with yourself. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the things, I, when people res, you know, show respect toward me, I, I, I know, it's like, well, they only say that because they only see this part of me. Mm-hmm. They don't have insight into all of who I am. Um, and we can carefully present just this slice right um if they really knew then there would be no grounds for praise mm-hmm. um so i'm i try to be keenly aware of that mm-hmm. and and this is where honesty with before god confession before the lord kind of helps out with that uh and so it's this is where we always get grounded back to the gospel mm-hmm. you know we're loved by god more than we deserve to be loved by god <laughs> right 
Um, and so then one of the statements you made that kind of stuck out was that um, we're diligent about the insignificant and indifferent to the significant. And so there's this when where there's this hypocrisy in our life, we become much more interested in, like you were saying, our own self, our own rising up and then we do lose that perspective of the cross um so it's really easy to create this dichotomy where it's like okay we should throw out everything that's not significant and only focus on the cross and you were talking about having this balance between the two um how do we kind of work within that yeah you know that text where that comes from he says what are you pharisees this is verse 42 for you tithe mint and ruin every herb and so you just have this picture of this some guy just you know, picking out of the herb garden and setting out some, you know. Um, and so that's the the level of saying, I'm going, to be, I'm going to have everything as belonging to God. And so this is a very stringent, detailed, particular way um, that he's doing this. And so they're tithing, giving one-tenth of that. Uh, and he says, you tithe these things and neglect justice and the love of God. Um, and I think about that to... Pay due respect to justice and the love of God was probably more costly mm-hmm. than even to, I can take out these little things here and these little things there and say, hey, this is, see how much I worship God. But to regard justice toward a neighbor or the love of God it would personally cost that, that Pharisee or it cost us more. Um, but notice what his, his response is. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. And so he says that little structure, that tithing, which is an Old Testament principle, mm-hmm. um, he didn't negate it. Right. He didn't condemn it. He says, yeah, let these standards be in our life because they remind us of something more. Um, if we give 10% of our finances to the Lord, uh, don't negate that, but don't be satisfied with that because the other thing is like we could say, okay, I give 10%, I'm good with God. Um, and where God's called us to say, no, what about justice? What about the love of God? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that tithe meant to be a reminder uh, that our heart longs and needs something more. And it could well push us beyond the, the tithe. You know, someone brought up an idea to me of like, hey, you know, in this season of church, you know, some people are getting the stimulus things and they're, but they're, they're working and so they don't necessarily need it. But there are others that don't have jobs. Um, and the stimulus is a help, but it's not anywhere near their job. It's, it's like, hey, what if anyone in our church would say, let's give this, you don't need it, and present it to the people within our church that don't have it. And I was like, that's awesome. Um, and it captures more of the heart of, okay, someone that says, I've tithed, I don't need to give anymore. Um, where the point of this is, well, no, what, what would be the loving and what is just to do? Um, and so to see the little things as pointers to the, the spirit, mm-hmm. uh, a spirit of love and justice. Um, so I, I think that'd be one thing is just to know all of these little things are reminders. They're like post-it notes. Love people. Um, look out for the person who's getting slighted in a broken world. How can we help that slighted person? Mm-hmm. Well, I know you got to go to another meeting here, so we'll wrap this up there. Um, There's plenty more that we could have talked about, um, but thank you, and uh, we'll see you guys next time on the Growing Faith Podcast.